Hi friend, do you ever need to create marketing materials easily? Whether you need to make flyers or artwork for your blog, your podcast, or any number of different things, check out Canva. Go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva. That's C-A-N-V-A. I've been using the free version of Canva for many, many years, and I recently upgraded to the pro version, and it's awesome. So go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva to learn more. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I am your host, Winston Wittis, and I am here today with a very special theme or topic or experience or rant. I don't know exactly what all it will entail today. It's kind of a stream of consciousness, go with the flow kind of day. It is a Tuesday, and I am in the car. For those of you new to the show, sometimes I do the show. Actually, it's most of the time these days. I seem to be doing it for my car, so if you hear weird sounds like me shifting gears, or uh, using my blinker because I'm a big fan of using turn signals while driving, then that's, that's why. But today's topic or theme is down the rabbit hole. What does that mean? Oh boy. Yes, it's going to be an exciting one. So sometimes uh, I, I just heard that phrase used and that's what gave me the inspiration for today's theme on one of the radio shows I listen to here in San Diego. Might as well do a shout out, I guess, for these guys. I'm a fan of uh, Cantorian Woods here in San Diego, 94.9. And... Um, Anyway, so I was just listening to their show for a minute there, and they were talking about going down the rabbit hole looking at, they were looking at some other thing, but um, the topic is, what is that? What does it mean to go down the rabbit hole? Well, sometimes in, in the particular kind of circumstances that, or the context that they were talking about, talking about like you go online you're researching something and then oh that leads to something else and then oh that leads to something else and you just keep going deeper and deeper and before you know it you've spent hours or even days going you know down these tunnels down the rabbit holes of madness sometimes of in information of of uh, experiences of conspiracy theories of this or that who knows that's the rabbit hole. It just keeps going. It just goes deeper and deeper. The more you look at it, the more you think you're getting to the bottom of it, the further down it goes. So, it's kind of a deep, <laughs> no pun intended, kind of a deep subject going down the rabbit hole because it takes time and energy. Not necessarily energy in the way a lot of times I think that it's actually can be an energizing kind of thing. Like there's a, there's a buzz you get when you're going down, down the rabbit hole and you feel like you're onto something. You feel like you're making progress. You're learning something new and it's exciting. And you're like, Oh my gosh, what, well, what's next? What's more? And you're reading more and you're digging deeper and you're, you're almost there. And then it's just around the, the corner and then you get there and see that it's just over that mountaintop. And then it's it just it's that perpetual chasing of the rabbit, the white rabbit down the rabbit hole in Alice in Wonderland. We actually just watched Alice Through the Looking Glass, the 
the real life version with Johnny Depp, and uh, it's I thought it was great. I'm a big fan of Alice, Alice in Wonderland, Alice Through the Looking Glass, all the stories from Alice from uh, Lewis Carroll, and the, most of the remakes I think are pretty awesome. And this one was no different. I thought it was cool. The visuals were amazing. The story was cool. The characters were great. So I give it two thumbs up. Chasing the White Rabbit. White Rabbit of, there's a song by, I think it's Jefferson Airplane. And it was used in a very powerful moment in a movie that was also one of my all-time favorite movies. Featuring, written by Hunter S. Thompson. Called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And it was about this journalist true story true life of hunter s thompson american journalist gonzo journalist would he went on he went to go cover these stories and as a journalist and ended up you know he would bring massive loads of drugs with him and his lawyer who is his friend and they would go on these binges and so this particular binge, if you've never seen the movie, it's pretty intense, pretty crazy. So anyway, that was a tangent. But let's talk again about what it means to go down the rabbit hole. Because if you're going down the rabbit hole with something, maybe you know there's this energy in the chase. There's this, I'm going to get it, this excitement, right? And then sometimes afterward... I don't, I'm, you know, maybe not for you, but sometimes for me afterwards, it's like, what the heck have I been doing for the last hour? I look at the clock and it's like two in the morning. My car thought that was funny. Funny because it's true. But there are so many different things that we can chase, right? So with the internet, it's amazing. You can think of anything and type it into your favorite search engine. And then go down the rabbit hole on it. You know, there's like probably insane amounts of information about whatever it is. So, but there is a limiting factor with this. It is our time, right? Because we only have so much time here on Earth. Now, I realize a lot of times, sometimes, at least for me, and I would guess for, for most people, at times it seems to be kind of the same things every day or similar things like if you have a job or you have you go to school it's the same like you you know you have the same routines right when you wake up and not you know maybe you don't but I'm guessing at some level it's pretty safe to say we all do you get dressed maybe you don't but I think again most of us do um, you eat something hopefully if you like eating in the morning then you you know you have your routines so there's kind of this day-to-day -day consistency and so sometimes it feels like we're not going anywhere and then you know depending on what what uh stats you're tracking stats or goals or time markers or achievement timeline that you're following or tuned into it may you may not see the direction that this 
lifetime is that you're that you're choosing. You may not recognize the path that you're on, or maybe you do. Maybe if you're going to school and you're in high school, then you know at the end of this ride you get a degree. Maybe you're in college and at the end of that ride you get a degree or um, a oh no you get a diploma in, in high school. Sorry, in college you get a degree or maybe you get your doctor's certificate. <laughs> That's not what it's called. Doctor's degree, doctor's license. I'm a little tired, friends. I haven't had all my coffee yet. I should probably take a moment real quick here. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I don't know if I've told you, but I actually started putting chocolate protein powder in my coffee a couple months ago, and it's amazing. I have this... Elena gets me this vegan chocolate protein mix. It's delicious. And Tim Ferriss, who I'm a big fan of, uh, author of The 4-Hour Workweek, The 4-Hour Body, and lots of other cool stuff that he talks about and does. And he his research showed how important it is to get protein first thing in the morning. Well, I don't eat meat, so for me, this this works. And it makes my coffee delicious. Way more delicious. I don't even like coffee without it now. Alright, sorry. That got me all excited about coffee. Coffee's great. Alright, alright. So, let's, let's stay back on topic here. So, we're going down the rabbit hole of life. Right? Where's it leading? Do we... How many of us are really even paying attention? How many of us have just gotten lulled into the monotony of going down the rabbit hole. It's just what we do. I just go to work. Uh, I just go to school. Oh, there's this thing going on in the world. That sucks. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that sucks. Oh, that's cool. But what's it all mean? I don't know. I'm just trying to pay my bills, man. I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to find my perfect partner. I'm just trying to lose this weight. I'm just trying to get that promotion. I'm just trying to get more money. I just want to get to the point where it's done. I just want to be done with it. I just want to be off on my happy ending. I just want to ride off into the sunset already. Sometimes I feel like that, where it's like, what's next? What's that thing that I'm trying to get to? What's that next achievement, that next feather in my hat, that next degree or certificate that I'm working toward, that next income level, that next sunset where we ride off into or that you know I got a baby coming I'm, yeah I don't even know if I told you guys this in forever right now it's the beginning as I'm recording this it's a uh, it's about mid November I think and I have a baby due Elena and I have a baby due I'm not doing it all by myself we have a baby due in a couple weeks. Actually, no, in about a month. But Elena keeps telling me he's coming a couple weeks early because our first one did. So, so we'll see. So that's insane. Bringing a new life into the world. This is our second. Our first. He's five. He's amazing. Little boy. I love him to death. I love him so much. And fatherhood is an amazing experience. And... Even more important to, for me, anyway, to be present to him and to my wife and my future son. And what kind of, what kind of habits I develop around being a dad, 
around being a husband, around providing, and what I'm doing with my, I would say, free time, but I don't think I really have a whole lot of that. Maybe I could make more, but what do I do when I do make more free time? I usually end up working. Why? Is it to make more money? Yeah, part of it. Part of it is to do stuff like this, like the podcast, like things that are important to me on a level that is beyond money, right? Nobody's paying me to do it. And again, I've said this before, I'll pro- I will make money through this channel at some point, but that's I'm not attached to that. That's not why I do it, right? So I've been working... As the baby's coming, we're moving everything around, all the, all the rooms, all the stuff in our rooms, right? So Bradley's room is now going to be Ethan's room. Our old room is now Bradley's room. So he's got the, the biggest room, but now we are in this a slightly smaller room, but we got a bathroom attached. But it's all good because as it turns out, we don't really spend any time in our bedroom anyway for the most part. And I, I, last night I slept on the couch because we have a rad couch and I just felt like sleeping on the couch. So... Like, it turns out we're not even really in our bedroom that often, which hadn't even really occurred to either of us. So, but Bradley's in his room a lot because he plays in there and his little friend comes over and they play. And so now he's got more space to play. So that was a very pleasant surprise with all that. And now the garage, which had always been kind of a studio in the works, is getting close. It's getting close. I will send pictures or videos at some point, post this up on the site. But it's been a long, it's been five years of me trying to get this space cleared out. And then I'd get it for like a day or a couple days, maybe a week. But then before I knew it, more stuff would pile in. Elena would be bring home baby stuff that we'd be storing for the baby. And this has gone on for years. So I haven't had a super clean, productive workspace at home in a long time. I mean, I had the home office, but that's not the home studio. It's different, right? I got to be able to make music, have all my instruments out have uh, the jujitsu mats on the floor so that I can just do jujitsu <laughs> when I need to. And and as I'm getting closer, you know, I'm sitting this in the space, it's starting to actually become space. I'm practicing first clearing the space inside and in my mind, right? Because if my outside environment is a reflection of my inside thoughts and yeah, I guess thoughts, feelings, whatnot, then I have to start with inside. I have to give myself that mental space. I can't let mental clutter clutter up my mental real estate real estate space, right? I got I got to open it up, clear it out. I got all these little open ends and nagging things like, oh, did I forget to pay that bill? And then last night I go online, yep, apparently I did. So, you know, it's stupid things, stupid things that it's just, it's... I don't know that it's laziness, maybe it is, but I think part of it is fear of like, I know I need to pay this or I need to do that, but if I just don't look at it, maybe it'll go away kind of thing, which is a horrible attitude, I know. And there was a while I was really good and super on top of all my stuff, and now I'm getting there again, out of necessity, right? Because I have to really be on top of it. When I looked at how much finance charge I've been getting hit with, it's like, geez, Louise, that's like a day of work right there. It's insane with all these different fees I've accumulated. It's like if I just sat down and really focused and made sure I had money coming from the right accounts and this was paid on time and that was paid on time, that's like days of my life that are being wasted working 
for money that's paying credit cards. That's nuts. It's insane, right? Super insane. So as much as I'm hustling on the front end to bring in more money, more money, and I know I will at some point, you know, it'll hit and I'll get some of this stuff figured out and boom, I'll have another big, big deal go through or whatever. I also much more conscious now of making sure the back-end cash flow stuff is all tidy too like the the rate at which I'm getting money lent to me you know my credit card I found out last night it's at freaking 28% 28% that's insane that's insane my finance charges last month were like 200 and something dollars that's added on top of the what I already owe them. <laughs> so now next month, if I don't fix this, they're going to take 28% of my old amount plus that extra 220 something. You guys know where I'm going with this, right? That's a freaking rabbit hole. Albert Einstein said that the most powerful force in the known universe is compounding interest. And that's it right there. That's compounding interest because it, it gets exponentially bigger before you know it if you're not careful it's like you know it could bury somebody and it does all the time people end up in financial trouble and I've unfortunately gone through this pattern myself before it's insane I don't it's uh and I recognize it you know it's not like I'm clueless to it to it it's just it's um it's an interesting thing for me for and ah, my nose is so cloggy sorry sorry friends Try to talk and breathe at the same time. It's kind of hard. So, um, so with the finance side of things, it's uh, in the past when I've invested in my businesses and I didn't have money, I would get loans. You know, business loans, credit card loans, whatever. And I remember the first time I really was going for it, trying to build my business, my real estate business, was probably about 2005. It's when I got licensed and I was starting to build it. And over the the first couple of years, as I was you know, investing in this education system or these tools or that or, you know, mailings or marketing or this, that. Before I knew it, I had accumulated, well, one little lesson, if you haven't learned this or don't already know this, I'll share this experience with you. So I was, I was borrowing money, you know, these credit cards and whatnot, and, um, you know, investing. I was investing in myself, investing in my business. And at some point, I maxed out one of the cards, and then... They don't like it when you do that, apparently. Like, they get, they don't like it. And then they tell their friends, their credit card friends. So then all of a sudden, all my, so I had all this space left on my credit cards, but then when I maxed out the one, then all of them, like, cut my credit amounts down. So all of a sudden, I was maxed out on one, but then I was, like, near the top of all of them. And then those got maxed out. And then I was getting hit with fees here and there. And it's like I had $20,000, $28,000 in credit card debt. I remember very clearly. Because I was just like, oh my gosh. How did I do this? How did I let this happen? That's That was so much money. It, it is so much money. But I had no idea. I, it was just, it just blew my mind. You know, and I was super scared, super stressed. And, um. Couldn't figure, couldn't see how I was going to get out of it. But I did know that I was hustling, full-time hustle with real estate, making calls four hours a day to set appointments, to get listings, to do real estate deals. 
So I was working and I know, you know, and I was out working pretty much everybody in my office in terms of like pure straight hustle. Some of the old school cats, you know, they had better systems in place. They had more experience. They had bigger, um, you know, mailing lists and whatnot. So they, they had that on me and, and, you know, some of the old school people just held those top positions in the office for sure. But I did break into the top 10% eventually. And um, I had one deal, I remember, I had two deals go off in one month, and I brought in $21,000. And that was the most money I'd ever made in a month at that point. And I was super stoked, and that, boom, it's like that takes away almost all of my debt, you know? So, um, so it kind of worked. And then I had, and I think that was right around the time, what's that? No, I had some other thing happen too where it was like some kind of financial windfall. It wasn't like in an ideal situation, but it, you know, it was what it was kind of thing. Yeah, I want to say it was when my mom died, but that's not, that I know that's not right. But anyway, um, it was just kind of one of those things. And it's like, well, it is what it is. It kind of sucks. But between this and, you know, the money I made from, doing the deals I was out of debt and um, and that was a it was like man that's a it worked <laughs> it's like oh and now I have all these this knowledge and I have all these tools and I have all this experience and and that can't be taken away right so even though I took out these crazy loans at super insane interest rates and was getting my butt kicked and it was really kind of stressful in the end, it all turned out all right, <laughs> right? It's like, that was my happy ending. I didn't go bankrupt. My wife stayed with me. I didn't do anything insane to myself because I was so, like, you know, distraught over the whole situation. It was all good. So, as I've kind of redone that again in this pattern, which I am trying to learn from my own history here, right, and share with you guys, uh, is um yeah I and I and I and then again okay so then the second time I went through this pattern was with um it was after all that it was after I worked for this other company and uh, made really good money and was doing I had a little I had more structure I was doing kitchen and bath remodeling I was the marketing manager so there's more structure in place we made good money but then that kind of blew up because it was there's other insane stuff which I talked about in different episodes so I'm not going to talk about here but then before I knew it um I was things happened I was back in business for myself and I was teaching music okay so teaching music still DJing at nights on weekends excuse me, and um, building some businesses. I don't remember which ones at the time. But I was going through it, and then Elena happened to go in for, her, for some oral surgery, really messed her up, messed up her neck, messed up her head, messed up, like, before you knew it, her, she was just, like, way messed, like, her whole everything was just way uh, messed up. Severe pain and severe, she was basically you know, couldn't work, couldn't do anything for a year. And so we were sending her to all these doctors and the doctors, you know, they only can do what they can only do. And so we were going through thousands and thousands of dollars, like so fast, so fast. The money was just 
flooding out. Like it, we were in this negative spiral, this death spiral, really, you know, and um, we were going down in flames. And at the time, Bradley was two, and she was in intense pain. So I couldn't, I didn't even want her to him to see her because I didn't want him to, in case she didn't make it, because she was, it was like you know, life or death for, literally. Um, in case she didn't make it, I didn't want his last memories of her to be her, you know, just crying and, and in pain all the time in agony. And um, so it was a lot to balance. And on top of that, you know, I was self-employed and I was working and uh, trying to, and you know, we did have help. My family was able to help us and her mom was able to help. But there, even with that, there's still so many hours in the day that that they weren't able to help, that nobody was really able to help. And it was a lot. It was very intense, right? So, um, so before you knew it, like we had basically gone through most, if not all, of our savings. And I had this kind of ace in the hole. Part of our retirement plan was this property. It was our first house we would bought, and it was rented out. And unfortunately, it just came to the point where it's like, look, you know, we got to sell this thing. And um, fortunately, we did really well with it. And we're able to pay down. And again, it was a, like a big windfall. It's like, okay, boom, we've accumulated all this insane debt. And it was quick. Like this all happened within the scope of a year. It was tens of thousands of dollars in doctor's bills. And, you know, plus the money I had, uh, the debt I had accumulated for the business. And, you know, it was like, dude, it was gnarly <laughs> to, to put it mildly. And... Then it was like, okay, but this, this house, which I had always known like we were going to do well with, I always had this gut feeling and situation that that this was a good property, it was a good deal, and sure enough, we were able to sell it and did really well with it. So it was like a, this big windfall, boom, wiped away a lot of the debt we had accumulated and kind of almost and got us back on our feet. Um, she was able to, we finally got her all dialed in and her health back up and she started making a recovery this is after a year and um the, but the money just you know and we're still paying off some of those doctor's bills as of this recording so um so that's kind of been a pattern and uh the plan has always kind of been like just get to that point where i hit that multi-million dollar business and i know i will and, and this is one reason I like to share this stuff with you guys because, um, you know, by the time I hit that and figure figure out that level of business and finances and all that, and that naturally when people get to that level of success, they get a lot more attention and people want to know like, oh, well, what'd you do to get there? And, oh, what was it like? You know, how, you know, people ask questions, right? And that's cool. But for it is cool. I also appreciate for me when I know people like the people I look at now, and I can tell by the trajectory that they're on, the path they're on, that they're going to do big things, that they're going to have massive success, right? You can look at people if you're paying attention, if you're listening, and not just the the surface level stuff, right? Because we all project what we want other people to believe about us and think about us, and we do that consciously and unconsciously, right? So that's not, so you got to be able to see beyond that and um, listen to the way people talk, listen to their thoughts, their, their thought patterns, and you'll be able to see, tell a lot about where they're going 
and what they're going to do and or whether they just let things happen to them whether they're kind of just going through the motions and whatever happens happens or if they're very determined and they're very focused and no this is I'm going to make this happen and you can tell right so for me I know where I know the kind of things I'm going to do I know I have plans for my stuff I take action every day on my plans and what I want to do for myself one is log all the stuff that led me up to those kind of things because whenever if you know down the road if it's like oh well, it was just so easy everything was just fell into place or oh um you know I'm so lucky because this and I am very lucky and definitely blessed and definitely had a lot of help and privilege and stuff in my life so I'm not saying I haven't but also that I've had plenty of times that have sucked and that were very hard very testing and um it's important to remember those I think to remember the places you've been and the experiences you've had and the challenges that you've overcome to get where you are today and then to be able to hopefully learn from those so that you can uh, you know avoid those kind of mis the mistakes you made or things you could have done better be able to grow and learn from your own experiences as well as from other people's right I study successful people because I want to know how they got over or around or under or through certain obstacles so, <sighs> been down the rabbit hole today. Um, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I think I think that's good for today. I think um, I don't know what the what was the point. I like to try to wrap it up with the point. Okay, point being, if life is a rabbit hole and you have a limited amount of time to choose which rabbit hole or rabbit holes you want to go down and how deeply you want to go down into a certain rabbit hole, what rabbit hole are you in right now? What are you chasing? What are you going after? And is it really where you want to go? Or is it just a distraction or a fun diversion? And that's not horrible if it is, unless it's taking more. Okay, hi, friend. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, I give them points for using their blinker, but when you got the blinker on and there's an open space, you know, you should go. So otherwise people behind you almost crash into you and that's that's no good for anybody sorry Ugh. maybe that's happening in your life maybe it's happening in my life maybe I got my turn signal on but I'm not turning <laughs> I don't think that's my case I, don't, I take I turn I turn in and signal quick I'm a quick signal a quick turner I do it but maybe you have some other kind of maybe that's you I don't know so figure out whatever it is for you. Is that the rabbit hole you want to be going down? How much time are you willing to devote to that particular path? And if it's not the if it's not going to get you where you want to be, what changes do you need to make? Which rabbit holes do you need to go down? What should you be chasing to get where you ultimately want to be? That's it. Just be conscious of it. Choose wisely, my friend. Until next time, my friend, be flowing.
Well, thanks for listening, friend. By the way, do you have a story that you would like to share with other flowers? Maybe you'd like to put it in a book. Well, go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club and learn how you can publish your own book or become a published author in the Find Your Flow book series. Simply go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club, all one word, and be sure to join the free Facebook group while you're at it. Thanks, friend. And until next time, be flowing.